you're listening to Siren Radio. It's coming up to four o'clock in the UK on the 21st of October. Why do I say that when you're listening to this maybe on Catch Up, on Podbean, on Saturday, which just so that we all know exactly where we are. It's warm. Well, it isn't warm. It's fresh and crisp and sunny. And it's if it were about 15 to 20 degrees warm, I'd say we were next door to the man in the man cave. But we're not. We're many thousands of miles away. However, I hope now he's refreshed his computer and he's spent an awful lot of money just for us here at Siren Radio to improve the sound quality. The next person we will hear will be the dulcet tones of Bruce K. Rosenblum, I hope. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Lincoln. Uh, it's a great morning. It's the same kind of weather here. It's uh Weather has been trending down into the from you know from the 80s to the 70s, 60s into the low 50s at night. It's crisp. The sun's up, but it's it's kind of brisk and cold right now. But it's like a it's like a typical English morning. Ah, well, that's very good. We, in fact, we have therefore so much in common um, and lots of exciting things to talk about. But the really important thing is an email I sent to all the team at Siren this week, which was about the fact that everybody's coming back to the university and that car parking which is always a challenge everywhere. It's very difficult. So I sent this out to all the team and immediately got a response, a really generous response from you, Bruce. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I'm, I'm honored to be included on the emails. And when I see that there's a parking problem, of course, the first thing I did was offer my driveway to you. So uh, <laughs> if you happen to be passing through and you need a place to park before you go to work, you, you've got it, Andrew. And I, I won't even I'll waive the parking fee for you. Oh, you are friends so and good. Fam- friends and family rate for you. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, we, we, we're going to talk about the Dodgers. We're going to talk about two Dodgers, um, oh. and I'm just teasing that in a bit. Uh, we've got to say, uh, good to see. I've just picked up a video on, I think it was Facebook, from uh, uh, Bill Clinton, who's been in hospital, and it looks like he's doing quite well. So, any latest news from a former president? Uh, no, that that he um, the first they said he had sepsis and sepsis is, um, if, as you know, is uh, is kind of a poisoning uh, of toxins getting into your system. And that can be really bad if not treated quickly, because um, uh, we know that firsthand here because Jackie's dad um, passed from sepsis a number of years ago and it came on very sudden and very quickly. And so when we heard that Bill Clinton had that, we were like holding our breath. And then it turned out that uh, after about three or four days of getting great care, I uh, get a UCLA um, uh, uh, hospital. I think it was in, in uh, Orange County, where, where he was. Um, he uh, he was able to to leave the hospital with Hillary at his side, and he he you know he he really looks frail for 75. Mm. And I don't know if it's just you know he's had so many health problems over the years, and the stress of the presidency. I mean, it really it takes its toll, and he just looks so weathered, but. You know, especially, you know, because so many people at 75 these days are so fit because it just seems like we're aging longer. But so he leaves the hospital. And as they're leaving, they're saying now that it wasn't sepsis, but it was a urinary tract infection. Mm-hmm. And um, and all of a sudden, the conspiracy theory started to fly all over the net now. So he's, you know, you know, for what, I, you know, because you know, he's always associated with, um, you know, having affairs and fooling around and doing all that, you know, allegedly. Um, allegedly so, but um, so as soon as they hear urinary tract infection, it, it starts to conjure up images of him mm. you know, philandering around. So there's all sorts of stuff out there. But the bottom line is that um, he, you know, he he walked out of the hospital on his own power. He, you know, he looked he looked pretty good considering you know his his health. 
and uh, we wish him well. I mean, and I, and I don't think any, you know, and I think anybody who is in a, uh, a leadership role in this country, you know, whether Republican or Democrat, except for probably one, one former president, you know, all, all wished him well. One of the things also talking about presidents is the people who they have alongside lots and lots of incredible um, accolades being paid to the late Colin Powell. Mm, he was um, he was loved um, by Democrats and Republicans alike. Um, he was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. He was you know, general. He was an advisor to presidents. Um, he was like the cool head in the room, you know. He was he he was uh, always very thoughtful, very articulate, very bright, um, and um, you know, a, a, a true patriot in every sense of the word, and uh, a, a tough, uh, just a, a tough passing. They said it was COVID related, but um, he had a, a form of cancer that attacked his immune system, and so even though he was vaccinated for COVID, um, the, the 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 COVID kind of beat him in a way because it because his disease um really didn't allow the the, the vaccine to work for him and so uh, he he ended up passing from from mainly cancer but but uh, aided by by some covid uh symptoms so it's just a true loss and uh you know may his memory be a blessing and uh and he remembered for all the may he be remembered for all the great things he did for not only this country but but for the world Indeed. And well, let's round off this uh, opening gambit, which is all about health and fitness. Uh, I'm healthy and fairly fit. Uh, your knee and your beloved wife, who hasn't uh, enjoyed too much good health. How are you both? Um, we are on the mend. Uh, Jackie is doing um, doing well, although she got bit by a big old mosquito in the house last night. Oh, my it, goodness. Uh, is uh, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where these things come from. I don't know how they attack us, but she got nailed. But uh, her bout with colitis is um, is is has improved. Um, she's still under doctor's care for that, um, doing some tests, but um, she's feeling much much better. Um, she's way improved over where she was about three four weeks ago, and my my knee seems. I think I've turned a corner as far the physical therapy. I have some a, a great physical therapist. Uh, her name is Kim, and um, she just um, is is works miracles on this knee when when i when i go there as a matter of fact when i'm done talking with you i'm heading over there to see her and um, i'm getting my range of motion back um um, for the most part um painless i'm able to start sleeping at night the swelling has gone down so but it's a um it's going to be a full year for this really you know because if i over if i do overdo it um the first thing that happens is that my ankle and my calf swell up a lot and I have to wear this compression stocking, um, which I never really believed in compression stockings before. They kind of look funny, and you know they smack of you know when you see a, an old person with a cane with a compression stocking. <laughs> you go, oh my! And you know and now I'm, I'm one of those, but I, I'm a true believer because I keep my leg elevated at night a little bit. I put that compression stocking on from ankle to the to just below the old buttocks, and um, I have to tell you. Um, it really manages the swelling quite nicely. So um, excellent. Uh, well, that's good. It's all going in the right direction. What can excellent. I say? Now I we all, we have seen some interesting pictures of ships out at sea off your two big ports, and this brings us on to first of our big topics: the supply chain. Um, th- there's enormous problems about moving stuff around, and in this country, they're saying because of the container crisis, uh, Christmas may be cancelled because all the presents are sitting there in in the containers and nobody can get at them. What's it like with you? 
Uh, same. I mean, I, you know, from what I understand, L.A. is the port that's really having issues here on the West Coast um, because a lot of the stuff that's coming from the Orient is coming here to L.A. And interestingly, not going up to Oakland where there's not much of a problem up there um, at the ports. But in Los Angeles, there's probably over 100 ships backed up um, in, in, the, uh, in the waters trying to get into port. And, you know, <clears throat> we're, we're, we don't have the facility. We don't have the capability of getting the we have the capability of getting the ships to port but where we don't have the people to uh un, you know process the containers once they come off the ship and and what's happening is some you know these containers are getting taken off the ship they're getting unloaded and then there's no place to put them because there's a shortage of truck drivers as you i think you've got in in your country Indeed. yep uh, which is really affecting uh 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 the citizens of the UK at the gas at the gas pump or the petrol stations, because you're not getting the petrol to the stations, and it's 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 crazy, right? Mm. Well, we're not only do we have the same, but you know, once they get the containers emptied, they don't have anybody any truckers anywhere to put the containers, so they're <laughs> they're lining them up on 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 private streets and they're blocking people's driveways, and the the homeowners are complaining they can't get out of their driveways to get to work. Because there's containers piling up on the streets in the area in, in Long Beach, and it's becoming a big mess. But there's hundreds of ships at sea. There's all these containers with all these, um, you know, all these supplies and products, and they can't, they, you know, they can they can get some of them, or the people are working to get them off the boats. But then there's not enough truckers to move the the cartons and get the the container and get the product onto to trucks to start to to distribute them to the to the stores to get the product in stores. So it's it, it, it's and, mad. And now, and now they're saying it's going to affect that. You know, don't expect any Black Friday sales and Christmas. You know, you know, and sales for Christmas um, because they, they they can't afford. You know, the the suppliers can't afford to do that. They can't afford to cut their prices because they're they're, they're losing so much money already. It, and then there's mad. the and then there's the problem, like you said, with Christmas. And they're not going to cancel Christmas. Yeah. But it's going to be awfully tough to get toys. So, you know, anywhere you can find, you know, toys. I mean, we're 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 seeing Christmas. You know, we haven't even had Halloween yet in this country or, or Thanksgiving, but we're already seeing, you know, stores advertising for Christmas already. Yeah. Uh, because whatever's left on the shelves right now, you know, is getting gobbled up. So, but like I told you, I think I told you, we've been we've been stocking up on toys over the course of the year with the pandemic. Putting things away for the for for needy families and putting some things away for the grandkids, it will be okay. But you know, I ran into some people yesterday, and um, they were saying, you know, the hell with the toys. You know what? Let's go back to old-fashioned Christmases where it's about family and and being together and not and not the emphasis on on presents. Yeah. So there's some split thoughts about you Absolutely. know toys not being around for Christmas and that maybe it's, it's something that, you know, you know, it'll force people to kind of think about Christmas and it's true meaning of the spirit um, rather than, you know, giving gifts. Absolutely. So, so, so we'll see. We'll we see. Will. Tell us about Congress. Joe Biden's um, chipping away at this, this big bill, this uh, let's get everything happy again, Bill. And he's, he's making friends again across the aisle. Well, he's been, you know, he was written off as his bills were written off as dead on arrival by the by the media. But he's gone out to the American people and he's making a strong case for both his environmental bill and his um, infrastructure bill. And he's working with whoever, you know, is willing to work with him to make cuts. Um, the, the price tag has dropped from the three point five 
billion or whatever it is down to you know one point one point nine billion now or trillion or whatever trillion, I think it is yeah yeah trillion and um you know and he's um he's been he, he's um he's made some cuts he's um he's compromised and um and I think you know he's he's lined up um his his party behind him for the most part progressives and um, the moderates and um and hopefully even some republicans will will come on board and, and push this thing through um the key was joe manchin who's kind of <clears throat> i guess they call him more of a republicrat because he's more of a republican than a democrat from from a conservative point of view <clears throat> but he and christian cinema the senator um from uh, arizona have been the the two kind of flies in the ointment but manchin is on board now but cinema is still making waves about uh about uh the, the the tax on on corporations i guess that there's a lot of big companies that have moved to arizona and she um she's fighting to see that they're not they're not taxed um to to pay the brunt of of his of his you know of his bill cuz biden is saying that he doesn't want to tax anybody under 400,000 he he wants to build the middle class out not tax them and that the the richest companies in the country who've earned trillions of dollars during the pandemic should pay their fair share. But she's not so much on board with that. So I think that they've got to find a way to reel her in. Once they do, I think they'll be in pretty good shape. And uh, the American people are seeing more and more after hearing from him as to what's in the bill and what he wants to do as far as, you know, getting clean water into cities where people are dying from, from, uh, from toxins in the water. And he wants to create, you know, millions of jobs and, you know, in, in, in the green energy space, charging stations and, uh, clean air and clean buildings. And, uh, so, you know, as the American people hear more and more about what, his, what is, what is actually in, you know, the bill, a free college for the free community college for two years, um, daycare, free daycare, um, tax credits for families. I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, expanding Medicare and Medicaid. There's all sorts of good stuff. That when, you know, when he goes out and really talks about it and sells it, the American people, at the end of the day, really like it. So, you know, the Republicans can kind of, you know, um, how do I say this? Bitch and moan. I said it fast mm, so you can yeah. hear me about it. Um, it's, it's hard to not, you know, it, it's hard to look your constituents in the face who are struggling and, and explain to them why you didn't want to vote for a bill that's going to, you know, make their lives better. So... Um, I think I think it's going to I think it's he's going to surprise people. I think um, it's going to be a, a win for him. It's just going to you know, he's just going to have to work a little harder to get a couple of these, uh, these Democrats from his own party who seem to be derailing his agenda more than Republicans. Sometimes I, I think he'll get it, but it's going to be, you know, he's going to have to just kind of fight to the last to his last breath on that, I guess. That's that's kind of where that's going. So just moving on then to people who have been a bit of a thorn in his flesh. Um, there's some stuff coming up about uh, Donald Trump and also about Steve Bannon. Yeah, well, the January 6th Insurrection Committee, um, which um, has our friend Adam Kinziger and Liz Cheney on, on that committee. And they want to get to the bottom of, of things and they want to know the truth. And they're not real. They're not real fans of Donald Trump. And they they kind of seen, you know, through the. The, the the smoke and mirrors around Trump and, and understand what he was all about and um, and they're really the two strongest voices um, on the Republican side um, fighting against you know people like uh, Kevin McCarthy who's telling the Republicans not to cooperate he wanted to load the committee up with people that were you know supporters of the big lie and, and we're going to derail the committee 
Um, but, you know, Pelosi put together a committee of people that really, um, you know, uh, it's bipartisan, want to get to the, to the truth. And they've done a, they've done a pretty good job and they're, and they're, and they're not letting up. And, um, they want to speak to people who were around president at that time and find out, you know, if he was actually involved in, in creating the, the mess that took place on that day. And so one of the people they subpoenaed was Steve Bannon. And uh, Bannon has refused to cooperate. He's ignored the subpoena. And now the committee has turned over um, prosecuting him um, for, um, you know, contempt of Congress. And that's a big deal that, you know, the Congress has almost the same power as the courts to, to subpoena. And, and and they're saying with him not cooperating and Trump trying to get the, you know, suing to get the National Archives not to turn over his his papers due to you know executive privilege, which he does not have anymore, by the way. And Biden has made it clear that they are to cooperate and turn over whatever papers um, they need to to get to the bottom of this. There, Liz Cheney, the Republican, is saying that by by uh, Bannon not cooperating and Trump suing to um, to get the papers not turned over, that you know it just it it, it smacks it's it smacks of him being you know guilty. And very involved in the planning of what took place. And they have some video clips of Bannon where he was on, uh, I guess, the radio or on, you know, uh, on conservative radio talking about what to expect on the 6th. And he said, it's going to be wild and crazy and, and nothing at all like you expect. Goodness. Um, and, and so, you know, but, you know, those things are, are damning to him. And they want to know what he knew and who was involved in the planning of this thing. And being that he was so close with Trump, I mean, it, it signals that, you know, they did more and no more than, than than people are giving them credit for. So, um, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out if the yeah. Justice Department does its job. This guy's in some deep trouble, <clears throat> and they will get to the bottom of what happens. And and you know and and and, and rightly so because you know every time that the Democrats have put forward a couple of bills to um, uh, in regards to voting rights and, and and making it easier to vote, the Republicans have have uh, blocked those bills and not allowed them to go forward. And so there's a lot of states right now um, that have passed legislation to make it way harder for people to vote, particularly people of color, um, because they know that, you know, that's the that's kind of the, the key to the success for, for Democrats getting elected is, or people of color getting out there and voting. And so the more um, the more handcuffs they can put on these people to make it harder for them to vote, they're hoping they break their spirit and 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 and, and not make them so enthusiastic about going to the polls. And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, you can try all those shenanigans, I believe, won't work because people will find a way to exercise their their right to vote. And mm. and, and it'll you know, and, and they're just going to find a way to do it. And I don't think anybody's going to going to going to fall prey to this nonsense that's going on in this country. So we'll see. Let's see what's happening Corona wise uh, in the UK. The infection daily rates are hovering around 50,000 a day. The, the deaths are around around about 100, um, but they don't seem to be going down. A lot of concern. Uh, we had uh, the Secretary of State for Health yesterday telling us they're not going to bring in any measures yet. And there was a sort of pause and we're looking at the figures. What, what are things like in in the U.S.? Well, a couple of things. First of all, the FDA has authorized booster doses of the Moderna and Johnson and Johnson COVID-9 vaccines and officially given the go for mix and match boosters from all all three authorized vaccines. So if you've had your first two, which they said you should have stayed within family for your first two, the third one you can mix and match. Um, Overall, um, 
cases and, and hospitalizations and deaths are on the decline here. Um, because as Biden said, there's over like 190 million people have now been vaccinated. And even some of the hard to get to people are getting vaccinated now because they're getting correct information and there's, and they're making concerted efforts to, to get them the right information and to get those vaccines into their arms. So that's, that's kind of working. Excellent. There's still cautions about the, the, the flu season coming up and not to let our guard down and to, to not to, to meet with a lot of people indoors to stay outdoors. If you want to enjoy Halloween, keep your parties outdoors, not inside. Mm -hmm. uh, but the biggest political football now is, um, and also they're, they're getting close to the authorization of vaccines for five to 11 year olds, which is huge. Um, but you know, today's parents, uh, they used to, I mean, there, there's names for parents, the, the generations of parents, there was, um, the hoverers, there was the, 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 the helicopter parents, there was, and now, now there's like the jet fighter parents. And these are the parents that have pretty much taken over, you know, where, where you, you had, um, you had parents that were hoverers that would hang around their kids and kind of like make sure that everything was, was okay, but, but not getting too involved. And you had the helicopter parents who were kind of flying around their kids and, and, um, you know, and, and keeping them at home, um, you know, and, and under their under their wing and being, you know, becoming more of their friends than 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 their parents. And now you have the jet fighter parents who are out there and they're just taking over. It's like, you know, kids just can't be kids anymore because the parents keep getting in the way. The parents are dictating, you know, to the school systems, you know, what they're going to allow their kids to be taught. Or they don't like a teacher, they, they go to the school board and they get a teacher or a principal fired or transferred. And it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, you got parents that are even going into the workplace and, and, and talking to their children's bosses or it, it's, it's out of control what parents are doing to the kids. It's like when you and I were growing up, our parents loved us alone. If we got in trouble, <laughs> we had to figure out how to get out of trouble. Absolutely. You know, when we, you know, we were struggling in school. We had to figure out how to get help to, to, to do, you know, to get, to get past our struggles. You know, we didn't rely on our parents to, to do everything for us. Okay. And our parents didn't do everything for us. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just not who they, it's not who they were. Our parents worked and they didn't have time. A lot of them didn't have time to get in, involved and we were on our own, right? Absolutely. And uh, now that's not the case. I mean, the parents are so smothering. I see it when I go to my grandkids' so soccer games or baseball games. Uh, I saw it yesterday. Parents protested. They had a walkout of the L.A. City school system and with signs, and kid, they had their kids with signs, you know, my body, my choice on a vaccine. <clears throat> Mothers being interviewed saying they're, tier they're here to take our freedoms away from us. And it's like it, it, it just – I get so irked when I hear that. It's like, what is wrong with these people? What the heck is wrong with these people? When we were kids and they said we needed to get a polio shot, we lined up, we got our shot, or we took our sugar pill or whatever they gave us, and we were done. And now it's about their their freedoms are being taken away, like we're in some authoritarian state where, you know, they're, they're doing our thinking for us and telling us what we have to do. And that's not further from the truth. You want a real, You want your freedoms taken away from you? Wait till they wait till they burst into your church or temple and throw you in jail for praying to your God. Um, welcome, wait till they they come and, and yank you out of your house um, for speaking out against a, a political leader. Wait till they line you up and, and execute you uh, for printing in a newspaper or, or, or in a media report 
um, for speaking out against the government. Okay, that's when your freedoms have truly been taken away from you. That's when you're truly in an authoritarian state. That's when people go to prison or get killed for, for um, you know, for for things that that we take so for granted, and 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 just don't appreciate in this country anymore. And it just drives me nuts to hear people making a political issue about a vaccine that is 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 been created to you know curb an ep- a pand- a worldwide pandemic. And I mean, you know, it, it's unbelievable. You know, people making you know going to to war over wearing a mask to work or not. You know, are you kidding me? It's a mask. It's 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 like it's 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 to say it's it's out there to help you save your life and to protect you from spreading um, something bad to your friends and your family. Mm. Okay, and you know, you know, you know, people today they don't they don't really think about the battles that they need that they want to fight. They they go to war over the most you know obscure things. I mean, I think you know there are certain people out there and 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 who truly believe because of a religious value or whatever it may be that they don't want to do something and okay I, I get that but people just throwing that out there just as an excuse doesn't I don't buy it like Muhammad Ali during the you know the 70s you know became a Muslim and and according to Muslim beliefs he didn't want to go to, to Vietnam and fight a war and he went to jail for it and because and he truly believed that and he paid the price for a long time and I think people respected him for that. But he didn't just use, he didn't just become a Muslim just for the excuse of, of, of saying he didn't want to go to, you know, go to war. And, um, you know, because at, at that point, then it, it's, you know, you lose your respect for people that just, just do that just to, to find any excuse not to have to do something. And I, and I, and I don't know that I'm articulating this right, but it just seems that people are just finding the craziest excuses not to have to comply when, you know, what they're asking people to comply with isn't isn't really that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not going to put you in jail for the rest of your life. It's not going to have you executed. What they're doing are, are small steps, a vaccine. OK, a small step wearing a protective mask. I mean, you and I do it. Everybody that I know does it. You know, do we like doing it? Is it hard for long periods of time to have to breathe through a mask? Yes. But it's not like you're doing it for hours upon hours at a time. You know, you can go outside and take the mask off. You can go in your own home and take your mask off. You know, I I, I use it and you use it. I know when we go on the air, we're always color coordinated with our masks. Absolutely. You know, if we're wearing a blue shirt, we wear a blue mask. I mean, what's the big deal? It's a 99 cent um, you know piece of equipment, you know, or a, or a one pound piece of equipment that to steadily that you can use to, you know, to get to get our our society back to normal and. And it becomes it's so unfortunate that it becomes a political football and and, and, and it just drives me crazy. But I that, that's kind of where we're at. I mean, it's, it's yeah. no, there's no definitive. Yes, that, you know, it's 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 all these things that you're experiencing in your country. We're still experiencing in our country, except uh, that um, here we seem to be going in the right direction as far as everything kind of going down rather than increasing. So. Fingers crossed it stays like that. Now then, yeah. finally, the Dodgers. We have a story of two Dodgers. I'm going, to, I'm going to speak of one Dodger, which may have a resonance with some of our older listeners in the United Kingdom, including somebody possibly in North Wales and, and indeed Yorkshire, who, who may enjoy what I'm going to say to you. But you're going to tell us about the story of the Dodgers who are, are, are not quite going to make it, are they? 
Um, well, we don't know for sure, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. So you want to go first? No, no, you go first. Uh, well, our, our, um, well, first of all, there's a third Dodger story, and that was my grandson came over yesterday and needed a high chair to sit in. And Jackie said, oh, I have one in the garage, and she brought it in, and she brought the tray, you know, that goes on the high chair so he can yep. put his food on it. <clears throat> and it was all chewed up, and she said, oh, goodness, I forgot. Um, we laid it out one day, and Dodger, our, our dog, may you rest <laughs> in peace, had chewed the sides up, and we weren't able to put the tray on the high chair. Oh, so that's oh. one Dodger story. Thank you. Our Dodger dog lives on. Um, but our baseball Dodgers, um, great year. Um, you know, you know, they, they, they got to the, you know, they, they won their, um, play in game on a, on a, a, a heroic home run by one of their players to get them into the postseason. In the first round of the postseason, they had to play their bitter rival, the San Francisco Giants. Um, with that rivalry goes all the way back to New York when it was the New York Giants and the Brooklyn Dodgers. Now they're both on the West Coast for the last 60 years. And the Giants had 107 wins. The Dodgers had 106 wins, the best in baseball. It was almost like a the, really the real World Series where the two best teams play. And the Dodgers, in dramatic fashion, won won that series. Uh, the best they won three out of five. They eliminated the Giants. But the the court that that series took a lot out of the Dodgers, plus a lot of injuries that the Dodgers had. So going into this round, the best four out of seven when to play the Atlanta Braves for the right to go to the World Series. The Dodgers came out flatter than a pancake. I mean, the pitching, has, which was so stellar, has been poor. The offense, which has been brilliant, has been non-existent. Um, injuries to key players are, are forcing younger, less experienced players to be out there, and they're not doing that well. And that combination, you can just, you know, you just see a trend when when two teams are playing in a best four out of seven, and one team just fires on all cylinders, and the other one just, you know, those spark plugs in the engine just kind of keep missing yeah that's that's the Dodgers they're the team with the bad spark plugs and as a result they lost the first two games in the last inning with the last at bat Atlanta came and, and won the game it was a one-run game it was I think their one was two to one one was three to two and then the Dodgers when they came home they were down two to nothing the first game in LA the Dodgers won a game in dramatic fashion everything kind of clicked in in one inning late in the game and the Dodgers had that that Oh, it was like, oh, the Dodgers are back. Here we go. And then yesterday they got blown out. So they're down three games to one um, by Atlanta. They have a, the, a third game at Dodger Stadium today. If the Dodgers win, they have to go back to Atlanta for two more. Now they have their two best pitchers going if they go if they make it for those next two games, uh, if they can get two games. But those guys, even though their best pitchers have been kind of gassed. So it doesn't look like there's a lot of incentive for the Dodgers to want to go back to Atlanta to lose in front of the Atlanta fans. I think today they're going to give it a gallon effort. I just, they just, they just don't have it. Um, they, they, they kind of show some signs of brilliance early on and then they kind of fade out and the, the Braves are just, they just seem to want it more. And so I think that, you know, you think. I it's think not it's going to be over today. And if it is, you know what? They had a great year, nothing to be ashamed of. They've been there every, they've been fighting year in and year out. They won the World Series last year. You yeah, can't complain. So, so that's where they're at. Okay. So I'll, I'll try and cheer you up because um, every time we talk about Dodgers in the United Kingdom, people say, is he talking about 
jammy dodgers. And just before the programme started, I showed you on the video link what we in the UK know to be a jammy dodger. And it's a biscuit with a little heart shape on it. So I'm holding it up to the camera. We're sending our heart love jammy dodgers to you and to all the Dodger fans and to the whole team in the hope that maybe that will put a little bit of fire in their belly for the last couple of games. Well, thank you so much. And and I absolutely love those biscuits with the little jam, with the little strawberry jammy in there. So, they're so delicious. They really are good. And so hopefully that'll, you know, that'll, a little bit of sugar will give, uh, give them a little energy and uh, see what they can do. But uh, by next week at this time, we'll know exactly where, where things stand. Actually, by the end of today, we'll know where things stand, <laughs> but we won't be on the air. So anyway, Bruce. Great. It's been, as usual, a pleasure. American Customs wouldn't be the same without you. In fact, it wouldn't be American Customs because it would just be me. So can we wish you uh, all the very best? Hope the knee continues to improve. Hope Jackie continues to improve. You're off to see some of your family later on today. Have a great day and we'll call you up this time next week. Oh, sounds great, Andrew. Uh, I look forward to it. I wish everybody in, in the Lincoln area um, to be safe, be healthy and look forward to uh, talking to you again next week.